Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com. Hi, Karen Beth Ford. Welcome back to Savvy Broadcasting and Life Unscripted. We're so grateful to have you here today. How are you? You're, you started out our year and you're he- back here now uh, to bring some more wisdom. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. Looking oh. forward to it. Well, I'm really grateful. You have helped a number of folks out there getting straight with their money. You're a financial advisor and you came to share your money tips at the beginning of the year. What a great way to get the the year started. So many people are like, I want to get right with finances, my health, whatever it might be. And they fall off the wagon, but you gave phenomenal tips to keep people on target. And today you're going to share what you've learned about investing and more particularly investing through real estate. A lot of people are a little scary to jump on in there to do that. Share with our audience, what brought you to um, going in that direction and investing in real estate? Well, several years ago, I've always had a love for real estate. It's a real great money maker. And several years ago, I decided I was going to go to the state auditor auction. And long story short, that's a way that people can purchase properties for actually pennies on the dollar. I got excited. I got my number. And I kind of knew the vicinity of the property, but I hadn't seen it or driven by it or anything. But I went ahead and bought it. And they started the bidding out at $10. So I bought this property. I got the attorney. We did everything that we were supposed to do. I got the deed. And then I thought, you know what? I better go find out where this property is. And lo and behold, it was a trailer on a lot that had a very large padlock on it and a very large sign that said, do not enter. This was a meth house. So (laughs) that's how I discovered Uh, That's why we uh, drive by the properties and find out where they are uh, before purchasing them. Now, the long story short, I did sell that property and I did make money on it. I did make a profit, but that began the journey for real estate for me. And I have such a love for it. I'm able to buy properties, sell properties, flip properties, and it's just a lot of fun and certainly a learning experience because always learning when it comes to real estate you're always learning something (laughs) yeah it's so interesting see from my perspective I've not uh, worked or done anything in real estate yet my my, uh, husband has thought about it in recent times but even interestingly if you are going to look for a piece of land to live at how many people including myself have made the mistake going hey it looks great the realtor brings you there and while they're driving you there and they're showing all the best parts of the neighborhood and the house you're like oh this is fabulous let me buy it and and lo and behold you get into it and you didn't realize a lot of sketchy things i'd moved to a part of um staten island in the in the in the direction they took us in in the car it looked great and the apartment looked great 
a block this way was mm, sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. But I think that's why we've been told, you know, go there during the day, go there during a number of times, day and night to see what the crowd is like, what the neighborhood's like, and also to get a vibe, like when you buy this place, how easy will it be to sell it? Even if the house looks great, how are the houses around it? How is the neighborhood around it? You, you brought up a very good point, and that's definitely a valid point to bring up. You may drive by a property during the day, and it may look one way, but definitely drive by it later in the afternoon and then in the evening because properties look different depending on the time of day it is. And what are the surroundings? I, I appreciate the fact that you brought up that, you know, a block away, it was very sketchy. So definitely looking at the surroundings, what's the neighborhood look like? What do the neighbors look like? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and their properties as well. So absolutely very valid point that you made there. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. I remember, and now you mentioned auctioning. What's interesting about that is that um, I'd heard from a friend who does real estate that you can go out and see what's on the public market um, probably before you even go to an auction so that you're not surprised when they start putting up stuff and you're like, that sounds great. I'll take that $10 property where it starts at $10 and you think, well, that's fabulous. There's nothing I can go wrong if I buy this property for a thousand bucks. And until in your case, you go there, oh boy. Um, so, you know, what's good about that is to realize, realize what's just become foreclosed, what's out there publicly um, before you even get to an auction so that you're a little bit more aware of what's out there and what's a good thing to bid on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important to do your due diligence, find out where the property is, drive by it, look at the condition of the property. Mm -hmm. Two things that we look for, well, three things, actually, we make sure what's the roof look like, what does the foundation look like, and are the, all the windows intact. Now, this, I'm talking about a state auditor auction where you actually could not enter the property until after you get the deed. Mm -hmm. uh, Properties go to the state auditor office in each state uh, when ta taxes have been unpaid. And so it would be illegal to set foot on those properties until you get the deed. But you can look at it from a distance and you can evaluate it and look at the foundation, look at the windows, look at the roof. And if all of those things look intact, chances are it's probably dry on the inside because it's hard to tell, has anybody not lived in this property? You know, sometimes people, they don't pay their taxes, not because necessarily because they're bad people. Mm -hmm. Maybe they passed away and the heirs, the family members didn't know they had this property. There's a wide array of reasons yeah. why. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely checking to see uh, about the property and, and what, what it looks like, the condition of it for sure. And you know what's interesting, you, you mentioned this, Karen, that when you go to see a property, you often can't tell all the bits by looking at it. When you are able to get inside, you have the deed, it's now in your name, um, what should you particularly look for? My friend said she got into a house that looked good, there was carpet to carpet, it didn't seem like there was water damage, but later on when they started ripping up the carpet, they started to notice some of the wood was rotting, and that's kind of a big fix. And, you know, you'll go in there and say, oh, you know, I'm going to fix this up for like 10K and, you know, get it back in the market and flip it and then realize I'm putting way more into it than I had budgeted. Um, what, what should you look for once you can get in the house to know that what damages and what you might have to put into it before you get going? Well, certainly. And that's a good point as well. Go in, check the plumbing, look at the plumbing, look at the electric box. You know, has it been great? In other words, is all the copper gone? Mm. You know, 
looking to see about the electric, the plumbing, and then when you go to the basement or the crawl space, you can see what do the floor joists look like? You know, what does that look like? Uh, sometimes if there's carpeting, you can't always tell the condition is going to be until you rip up the carpet. Uh, sometimes you can't tell if there's a, a, a major plumbing issue until, you know, you get the water back on and then you discover. But if you can evaluate and check the electric, the plumbing, when you're walking on the floor, you could see if there's any weak spots, anything like that. But look at your big dollar items. Is the mm -hmm. furnace there? And if it is, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. Central air, you know, the different things like that, your big dollar items, plumbing, electric, those kind of things, you definitely want to evaluate those and see what kind of condition they're in. So you can figure out what, what are you going to do at this property? Yeah, exactly. And for someone who's a newbie coming on the scene, what do they have to budget for? Let, let's say they come in and the boiler looks good and the, you know, the carpeting and they pull it up or they, they realize that there's not a lot of water damage or anything like that. What do they set aside for a fix and flip? And here's the other thing I see. Some people grab a house to flip it and be like, oh, well, you know, I want to put these beautiful granite countertops. Oh, I'd love this. I'm like, dude, it's not your house. You're selling it. Um, do you right. find that people get into that kind of problem where they're, they're kind of flipping it with their selves in mind to move there, but really Correct. you don't really need to spend that money sometimes. That's right. Well, that's what you're talking about. There is being emotionally involved mm -hmm. when people start thinking, Oh, I want to put granite in here. Or, Remember if you're flipping this property, you're flipping it to make money. Number one. And number two, you're not going to live in it. So I'm not saying that you go cheap and cheap out on it, but you have to keep in mind, you want to make a profit if you plan on flipping this property. Mm -hmm. So definitely you, you need to make the necessary updates. Go in the property and first of all, what neighborhood is, is this property in? Mm -hmm. How much do those houses sell for? If, you're, if you buy a house, let's say you buy this house for $100,000 and you're going to flip it and all the other houses in the neighborhood pretty much sell for $200,000. Well, you don't want to put $150,000 in this $100,000 house because you're going to recoup your money. Mm -hmm. You want to go in and make a list. Don't get emotionally involved uh, with property. Look at it from a standpoint of making money. Mm -hmm. Certainly, you want to make sure the, the boiler or the furnace is good, the electric, the plumbing. And most of the time when people flip a house and somebody comes in to buy it, they look at the kitchen and the bathroom. Those are the two big things they want to make sure that there are updates. So if you walk into a house and the bathroom is dated in the 90s or early 2000s, update it. Mm -hmm. Whether that is refinishing the cabinets or gutting them and putting in new, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that you make, make the necessary updates in the kitchen and the bathroom and make sure you put a fresh coat of paint you know, on the walls. It's mm -hmm. fresh, it's clean. Uh, and pretend like you were going to walk in the property and look at it or have a friend or a neighbor walk in that property and give you an accurate evaluation. Well, I wouldn't live here because, or I would because, you know, because they might see something that you won't because yeah. you've been in it. So you may not, some things may go unnoticed or unchecked with you. So, Definitely look at it like that.
That is such great points, Karen. And what I like here, I was looking not too long ago at apartments. My husband and I are thinking of moving and there was an apartment. Now, here's the thing. Everything as far as the kitchen and the bathroom had the necessary things we need, but they didn't clean. It was oh, wow. moldy in the, in the shower. I'm like, dude, <laughs> this makes me not want to live here because you're thinking mold, uh, seriously. And so, you know, at the very least, putting that coat of paint, making sure everything is clean, it's the barest minimum, but that right. alone can break a deal if you come in there and things are array, um, messy, dirty, all of that stuff. Absolutely. And staging is something else that you want to consider. You may not have to stage every room in that house, but definitely at least the master bedroom, the family room or living room, you know, staging. And that way people, when they walk in, they don't have to figure out, oh, is my couch going to fit here? Or is our king size bed going to make this bedroom look really small? If you can stage at least two rooms in that house, mm -hmm. and I always encourage people, if you're the one that's going to be showing this house or whoever's going to show this house gets, you know, eat, bake some cookies and set them out for the people or have some uh, pleasant scented candles, whether it's, you know, baked apple pie candle scent or snickerdoodle cookies scent. Because a lot of times when it's a nice fragrance like that, like something has been home baked, mm. it actually puts mind of the buyer. It smells like home. It smells like home. Mm. So if you can do that, that will also be beneficial. Yes. You know, what's amazing about that, you're bringing in all the five senses because they're not just coming in there visually seeing this property. Now they're feeling it, they're smelling it. Maybe, right. uh, you know, it, it brings it all in. It makes it more real for them. And I love that. I heard one of the best scents around the world for attracting people and making it feel like home is vanilla and cinnamon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it smells, it smells like somebody has been baking mm -hmm. when you, when you have a scent like that. So yeah, it's a smell of home. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting when you mentioned staging, uh, I went to a couple of apartments where they showed us their bedroom because they're still living there, but they're showing their apartment and the beds on me. I'm like, dude, seriously. I mean that my, this is gonna be my bed in here. So it's right. made, but still it gives you that kind of, like you said, it's the whole presentation. It makes me go like, ah, I don't want to be here. So right. those little that, things do make a difference. So yeah. It makes that's sure so very ready. true. Yeah. So make true. Sure. And if you're living there while you're showing this property, make sure you don't have a lot of personal pictures mm. hanging because they're looking at it like, oh, this is this family's home, not visualizing their own family there. Mm. If you have a toddler, you have lots of toys laying around mm. that that can be a turnoff for some people. So put those away and less is more. If yeah. you have, if you have closets, Mm -hmm. Don't jam pack those closets full of things, you know, rid yourself of some of those things in that closet so they can visualize, oh, this closet is large. Mm -hmm. The more things that you can get rid of uh, so they can see actually the size of the closet or the size of the rooms, less is more. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, you could always put some of it in storage if necessary. There's right. a lot of storage companies where if need be, while you show the apartment, house, whatever, that you're able to make it look presentable and then keep your stuff if you need to. Maybe you're moving to a bigger place. Um, but there, there's options to make it presentable for um, the upcoming clients coming to look at it. And so those are so great. True. 
Yeah. Now you've written a book on real estate as well, right? Yes, I have. It's called You Can Do It. I love it. You can do yeah. it. <laughs> you can do it. Your guide to real estate investing. And it's, you know, people hear real estate investing and they think it's so hard and it's really not. I mean, certainly, you know, we need to listen to podcasts like this. We need to educate ourselves and read. But if you're an avid learner and you're teachable, you can do this. That's why I called it. You can do it. <laughs> Yeah, but it has to be like anything. Uh, you're starting a new um, fitness lifestyle or something. It's baby steps. I, you know, you went out there, bought one property, learned some you know lessons, and you went on and grew and grew and grew. So it's not going out there and buying a hotel with 400 units or something as your very first. Right. Purchase, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what would well, be you your wouldn't want to do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, even if you came across the money. But what would be your like? first three steps for someone newbie coming into the scene of real estate? The first three steps would be, number one, look for the property that you think considering flipping. Mm -hmm. Check the neighborhood and see, is this a property that I could flip and make money on? In other words, if, if, the, if you buy the property for $100,000 and all the houses around it sell for $200,000, then you definitely want to put in less than 50 grand in that house so you can make a profit. Mm -hmm. So that's something, location, location, location is what it's all about. So looking for the property that you potentially want to buy. The second thing is, is make sure that you have a contractor or some type of handyman that's going to do this work. Are you going to do all the work? Do you already have a job? And make a list. Find someone that's trustworthy. Now, what I do is I buy all the materials. My contractor, I say, I buy the materials. You tell me how much you're going to charge me for the labor. Mm -hmm. And that way I know exactly what it's going to cost me. Mm -hmm. So looking at it like that, what kind of deal are you going to have with your contractor or your handyman that's going to do the work? Find out the timeline. Mm -hmm. Find out from them, look, I'd like for to have this done in about five weeks. Can you do that? Or is it going to take you two months? How, you know, look at the time frame. And can, are you okay with that? Yeah. And then always budget for 20% more than what you thought. Because more times than not, doing this for several years now, it always ends up about 20% more than what I thought. So mm -hmm. if I have a budget in my mind, that I just know, you know what, just tack an additional 20%. If we don't, if we don't have to use that additional 20%, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But if we do now, it's not going to freak me out or shock me. So yeah. those are the steps that I would recommend. Those are fabulous steps. I like that you mentioned to have it ahead of time, to know what you're going to spend. And because packing on the 20%, there's always going to be surprises. Like you pull up the carpet, oh, there's some water damage. You got to replace some of the floorboards or something like that. And, uh, you know, because you also coming into the scene new, you might not be aware of all the costs that could come about. And you mentioned something else very important. How long is a time frame to get everything up and going and flip it? Because every time it's on the market, not being sold and just sitting there, you're paying the rent on it. That's exactly right. The mortgage and all that, the tax right. and all that stuff. So if right. you, yeah, yeah. And to realize, and how fast is it moving? Maybe the market isn't moving so fast in that area. Uh, it could be sitting there six months where you're paying the, the mortgage. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So these have been fabulous tips. I don't want to leave without you sharing with our audience how they can get a copy of your book, books, 
And what about you? Got upcoming events? I you told me uh, share that all with our audience. Absolutely. Well, my website is karenford.org, and all of my books are on Amazon. The One Human, You Can Do It on Real Estate Investing. All the other books are on Amazon as well. And I have a financial freedom seminar here in Fairmont, West Virginia, next Friday on the 10th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So uh, you can also find that information on my website as well. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful you were able to come back and share this. This is a great year. A lot of people are thinking about financial wealth and health, and this is one way to do it, along with your first interview of the year, which is helping people get healthy with their finances. They can always go back and listen to that episode. But thank you so much, Karen, for coming back to Savvy Broadcasting. My pleasure. Thank you so much. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.